Hello, this is Coach Aaron Saft and the Running is Life podcast. Feels good to say that. <laughs> so, uh, welcome to the rebrand. Um, I'm so happy to have this uh, all together and out there to the public. Um, the new website looks tremendous. Again, thank you, Ash Ringo Walsh, for your hard work um, and dedication to this project. I am just over the moon with the result. Um, love the logo and everything she did. So, um, Ash, thank you so much. Um, this episode, as I promised, is kind of a recap with Thomas Brown. Um, if you recall a few episodes back, Thomas and I discussed um, his um, adventures at Old Dominion, and we previewed Western States together as we're both doing the slam. Uh, now, full disclosure, Thomas is one of my athletes that I coach um, and has just you know incredible wherewithal and um, just grit to, to kind of get through these hundred milers without complaint. Um, he's just incredible. I love Thomas and, and just his positive attitude. Um, so it's, it's fun rehashing and hearing, um, all about his Western States experience. Um, and then we look forward to, uh, to Vermont. So, um, it's a really cool conversation here with Thomas. So, um, I'm going to get right to Thomas's conversation and I'll catch up with you guys after that. All right. Back with Thomas Brown, Thomas, uh, you've been through quite a bit since Western States. Um, <laughs> how, you, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, yeah, um, actually, um, just got on here. Uh, almost didn't make it because I just got done with my five mile run. So, <laughs> well, how did your, how'd your five miler go? Because this no. is um, day two of you running. We're recording on <laughs> July seventh, and this is, and we'll explain why this is kind of your first day back running, but. Um, how did that go? No, it, w- it went really well. Uh, I just had a goal of going out there. Just It was almost more of a testing out everything. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I, I know, uh, like, I, I feel good. Uh, I, I feel good, but I know there's a lot of repair my body's doing right now. So I just went out there. Uh, I probably was not running any faster than 12-minute miles at any time uh, this fun. morning. Yeah. And I, I, I took probably, I did about a 20, 30 minute warm up just to make sure, uh, joints were, were moving correctly. <laughs> Everything was warmed up and, uh, yeah, it, it felt good. It felt good getting back. Good. Good. We're, we're going to go through the, the timeline. So it makes sense to people like the comments that you just made, but, um, cause a lot's transpired since we last spoke, but just to give everybody kind of a recap, um, let's go back through your summer just in case they didn't listen to your, your first episode. So, um, why don't you, um, you know, just give us a brief synopsis of, um, of what, what you've done up to this point. Right. Okay. So, you know, um, um, starting back December, that's when I started training first race for the, for the grand slam old dominion. Uh, that was the first week of June. Uh, so completed that, uh, so the, the old dominion, 100 is in Woodstock, Virginia. It's about two hours west of DC. So I just drove to that one, uh, completed that one. Uh, quick turnaround of three weeks uh, to get out to California for Western states. Uh, so Old Dominion, three weeks later, Western states. And then how was how was recovery in between? Oh. The- yeah. Um, so ver- I was very, after Old Dominion, um, 
I feel better now than I did after Old Dominion. I think that's probably got something to do with uh, Old Dominion is mostly road where Western States it's, you're running mostly on trail. Uh, um, Just the the hard impact of the road, it just takes me a little longer to recover. So it's probably being a little more cautious after Old Dominion uh, with regards to um, some past injuries I've had with my Achilles. Uh, but just slowly from Old Dominion, um, recovery-wise, um, taking it slow, a lot of walking, um, very limited running. And when I did run, uh, not only was it slow, it was not very far. Uh, but for for both since Old Dominion and from Western States, I probably increased a little bit more on my walking. Okay. And yeah. uh, you've, you've kind of had a Achilles niggle kind of, you know, pretty much – you know, since I met you in December, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, we've um, been, we've been really cautious with your Achilles. How's your Achilles holding up? I, I can tell you after old dominion, uh, I was a little bit concerned, uh, after Western States, I have not had, uh, any issue with my Achilles. Um, maybe after running just a slight twing down there, um, no flare up, but I'm able to do my exercises, you know, to strengthen my Achilles and everything feels really good. So I'm, I'm really happy about that good 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 yeah yeah um i was speaking with lauren jones um she finished 18th female and uh was released on my my last podcast episode um and yeah i I find the interesting differences between runners um lauren was like just want to be immersed in a part of everything and see and do and be a part of whereas you took an opposite approach can you talk about how you um you know you approached race day um because you you had a, i had a sense that you were trying to just remain calm and and not get too engaged and too excited <laughs> yeah um you know part of it too like i i know what northern california is all about with ultra running i, I was there in the early 2000s i mean there, there's this probably nothing compared to to maybe Western North Carolina now, (laughs) Um, you know, just as far as like, uh, just, I, I, I knew about Western States just from when I was in California before. Um, I, I didn't really need that though. I didn't need the, all the hype beforehand. Um, it's not that I, uh, it's not that I was, I was probably keeping myself away from it a little bit. I just, I don't necessarily, I didn't really need that so much. I didn't really want that. I just really wanted to concentrate on the, on the actual race. Um, um, but, but it was amazing being there in the <laughs> Valley, regardless. I mean, it's, it's all around you there. I mean, I got there on day, let's see, we got there on Thursday and there's still a few runners coming in, but it was set up ready to go at that <laughs> point. Um, so for me, I uh, I think that night I went with my kids, we walked around the area and stuff. So I got to see a little bit and just sort of get the feel a little bit for it without, um, thinking about it too much. Um, but I, I, I stayed away from all the, uh, pretty much all the pre-race programs. I just, uh, I mean, for me, it just, it would have been more of a distraction for me. And I, I, I didn't really need that so much, um, to prepare for the race. Yeah, yeah. Right. Cool. So, yeah. um, Thursday you got in, um, you know, just kind of walked around a little bit with your kids to kind of see and get a feel for 
the the atmosphere. Um, Friday was, you know, obviously packet pickup and a bigger day, race meeting and such. So um, can you talk about what you, what you guys did on Friday? What did that look like for you? Yeah, so, um, you know, just looking on the schedule, it said be there from this time to this time. You could check in. Uh, so we just walked down there, a little bit of bumping around from table to table, find out where I needed to go to check in. But that was pretty <laughs> easy. <laughs> it's like the, the – like just go over there and check in there. Um, uh, so there was just a little bit of a line um, um, developed where the check-in was. So yeah. I just got in there, got in line, uh, went through the check-in. Very cool meeting some folks that uh, that are just been part of the race for years upon years. Uh, nothing but encouragement. Um, going through the um, the line to get my get the swag gear and everything get your picture taken that, that was all really cool it's all very very well organized uh let's see going through the line um i remember uh always specifically um remember me um seeing stan jensen he's like oh you're a grand slammer yeah so that yes. that was cool yeah. seeing him there i yep. mean he's uh I, i've been looking at his uh website on which hundreds to run for probably like about 20 years now so. <laughs> I'll put yeah, Stan's was... info in the the show notes. Yeah. Right. yeah, that was that was really cool meeting him. He was he was so nice. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't know how many times I I've looked at his website on trying to figure out what races to do. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. And um, got through there, and then um, it was sort of like now what now what I do is like, well, um, kind of make sure my bags are packed. Um. So I, I, after I got through there, I, I pretty much focused on relooking um, at all my aid bags, make sure everything was good. So where, where did you stay, Thomas? Okay, so we were stayed um, not the actual. It was one of the Palisades lodging. Okay. Yeah, nearby, it, it was, very nearby. Yeah, it was like within two hundred meters of the of the area there, two to cool. four hundred meters of the start. Nice. Yeah, so I was able to just go back and forth to my room whenever I wanted to. That's cool. Um, so, so the rest of the day, I, I, I went back to the room. Um, I started packing my bags, and my family ended up. Um, they they went out. They they know to sort of leave me alone when I'm <laughs> packing my eight bags. I'm not the most. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not the greatest person to be around when I'm packing my eight bags. <laughs> Is that a stressful moment for you? Um, I, not necessarily stressful, but it's one of those moments where uh, it takes I, a lot of focus. I'm, yeah, it, it, for me, sometimes I'm sometimes I take the mentality it's like I don't make a decision unless I have to. But when you're packing the aid bags and you got to turn them in, you have to make a decision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. and then you go with it. Uh, so at that time, my family went up. Uh, they went out, and I think they ended up uh, doing one of the like the ski lift to the top where you could go oh, yeah. skating. And so they went out and had fun, which I thought that was great. And they, they left me there where I could get my stuff done with the nice. packing the aid bags. Um, so I, I packed probably seven aid bags. Um, and for the rest of the day, just, I, I, I did go to the pre-race meeting and did turn my aid bags. Um, I mentioned the pre-race meeting. The pre-race meeting was really cool for me. Um, I got there early enough to probably get a seat, but I didn't really want to be out there in the hot sun. So I found some shade and I just sort of sat back there and listened, just had, had a good time listening to the, 
to the pre at the pre-race meeting. Um, I, it, it was, uh, I think it was about an hour long and it was just cool seeing the crowd there. I got to see people that I haven't seen years. I mean, I ran into people I've, I've met in past races before. So congratulate each other for being there and wish each other luck. And <laughs> nice. was, was there anybody yeah. there that you had met doing the grand slam, uh, at old dominion? Yeah, uh, only one person, um, Tomia, Tom, I always mispronounce his name, Tom, uh, Tomia uh, is from Japan, a uh, really okay. good runner, I think he's got well over 60, 100 milers, so wow. it was great seeing him. Very cool. Uh, I'm not sure if I saw him at the pre-race meeting, but I saw him that morning of the race, so it was really cool, cool seeing him. Yeah. And I actually met him at one of the aid stations at Old Dominion, he had already completed Old Dominion, he was out at the aid station, I think uh supporting some other runners that um wow. traveled from japan for that race so Man. and he's he he'll be at vermont too cool very yeah. cool excellent um when we last spoke um you had you know you were up in the air you're like maybe i'll get a pacer what did you decide there <laughs> yeah talking about you know not <laughs> Wait, wait to make a decision or not, not make a decision unless <laughs> I have to. I, I got on the, I've been on there before, but the racing portal uh, to find a pacer. And I just, it just clicked in my head. It's like, I, like, I think right before we left here, I, I messaged a few of them. A couple of them got back to me. We had to do a little rearranging. Hey, I don't need a pacer here. I need a pacer there. But in result, I got to, outstanding pacers that I, I couldn't have asked for two better pacers um i picked one up at forest hill um she lives in uh, near uh, she either lives in auburn or near auburn so she knew the trail really well um great mentality uh um physical therapist in town so knew quite a few people knew cool. <laughs> just <laughs> give me great advice on, on everything and i and then my second pacer um, picked her. She um, picked up uh, my second pacer at the at the river, uh, and she and she, she went, with, went with she went with with me till the finish. Cool, cool. We we can yeah. We'll get there, but that's yeah. so pretty cool that you were able to to pick up two separate pacers, and especially people that were you know very uh, knowledgeable. Um, that's cool. I thought it was interesting too, uh, like at the. At before the race, you know, the, I just had to inform my pacers, hey, you need to pick up your bib here and, and all that. And the lady giving out the pibs, bibs, I, I, I talked to her and, you know, about, hey, how do I get my pacer a bib? And she just straight out said, hey, let your pacers worry about that. <laughs> they'll, they'll figure it out. And, and, you know, my pacers talked to each other. They figured it out. I didn't really have to worry about a thing except running. Yeah. And, and it, was, yeah. it was good. You know, like, there's people there that get the experience to give you the right advice to just to, uh, just like focus on your running. Don't worry about like making sure your pacers yeah. are there and everything. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, any other thoughts, memories from, from Friday? Um, no, just, uh, the thing that, uh, <laughs> we, uh, always watch out before and especially the day before is what I eat. Mm. Um, so it was very careful on that. And uh, we ended up going to a really good restaurant in Truckee. Uh, went out, oh, cool. uh, got a little bit away, just want to get away from the area a little bit. Um, yeah. yeah and, and that's always important to me is what I eat the day before. Um, um, nothing new, 
uh, try to get some familiar food in uh, that I'm used to eating. You know, some people have these grand meals that they, I just, I try to keep it simple and when I'm used to eating and doing nothing new on that. And um, yeah, that's about it. And, um, cool. you know, we went by the store and just got some stuff for me in the morning to have. Uh, and um, yeah, nothing more on Friday. And then just Great. try to relax. Right on. Yeah. All right. Brings us to race day. Um, what was the alarm set for? Yeah. Uh, so I think I set it for about two, let's see, race started at five. I think yep. I had my alarm set for three forty-five. Okay. Uh, I ended up waking up on my own around two thirty or three. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> which is good. I mean, I, I, I got at least four hours sleep, which I th- think that's amazing the night before race Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for me anyway. So I, I, I got up and what I usually do, if I, I get, if I get up early, I feel like as long as I just um, remain rested, don't get up and just sort of lay down and just stay rested that I, I get some benefit out of that. So I did that. I just just waited till the next alarm went off 30 or 40 <laughs> or when my alarm went off like 30 or 40 minutes later. Um, and um, yeah, so getting to sleep, uh, I, I have my routine set up um, since I'm staying with my family. I try not to wake them up. So I have everything set up in the, hotel bathroom to get ready in there um got ready uh got a quick bite to eat a little bit of coffee and just head out um i i got i got there before the race probably about 25 30 minutes later and i um i i, I made sure I stretched out and everything met up said hello to some people ended up going back to the room to use the restroom one more time i had that uh-huh. time that's that's the benefit of staying so close and right. then turn around, uh, got right back there, probably get to the race about to the race start, probably five to 10 minutes prior. Um, it, it's funny. You always stress like, I gotta make sure I'm checked in before the race. And, uh, <laughs> they were there. You're checked in, dude. You're checked in. You yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's um, so funny. You know, like everyone's going up there. Like, am I checked in? I'm like, you're checked in. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah it, and I, I can't say just what a beautiful morning that was too was yeah, just, yeah 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 temperature crazy. everything it felt great being out there yeah so i i started started the race like with just really good thoughts like hey this is gonna go well yeah excellent nice um and you had a little different strategy than most because of um you know making sure that you were ahead of cutoffs you wanted to go up the escarpment and through the high country a little bit quicker than most people would. Um, talk about that a little bit. Right. Uh, I felt like I'm a fast hiker. Um, so I wanted to take advantage of the beginning. I, I didn't push it beyond any type of threshold level, but I did push it just slightly. Probably some people would, if they saw my times, they would have been like, wow, you were going really fast. Um, so I did take the first four miles up to the top Um at a pretty good speed uh and everything felt really good you know, uh, going to the top um i i feel like if i could stay in the middle of the pack at the beginning of the race that's where i need to be um i definitely i sometimes i feel like if i get too far back you know it just doesn't do the right thing for my head and i don't feel like i can make it up later so i always try to stay middle of the pack uh, at the beginning of the race um so that's sort of my strategy there. Uh, going through the snow, I was just 
everyone said, Hey, take it slow, take it slow. I wouldn't say I was taking it. I, I, I wouldn't say I was taking it fast or slow. I just felt like I was taking it what I felt comfortable being at. Um, I did feel comfortable running in the snow. That was no issue uh, for me. Um, I think we all realized it's easier to slide than run down snow sometimes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but uh, I didn't have too much problem going through the snow, but I just realized in my head, I, I knew that was I was exerting a lot, a little more effort just because of the snow itself. Uh, and I was a little cautious on not over push the point is if people were past me i didn't i didn't worry about it at that point yeah. uh, a lot of yeah. people that, that was a point where we'd all be running the same speed and then when some folks got a chance they pass I, di- I didn't worry about that whatsoever and i just kept on kept it my race at that point and i wanted to get through there uh not only in a good position but i wanted to get there safely i, I mean yeah. it's it's um, i've you never know what could happen with snow, not only the slipping. Um, and I wasn't too concerned about the slipping, but there's always, I was a little concerned about punching through the snow and, and like hurt my knee that way or something like that. Sure. So it was always oh, yeah. a little bit cautious there. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Um, uh, so two things here, um, you're moving through the high country. Um, they did not have the, the normal cutoff, um, kind of early on. They allowed us to go through to Robinson flat, um, and Robinson flat would be the first crew access. But if I remember correctly, you said you did not have your crew go to Robinson flat, correct? Right. I, I didn't, um, just because of the, for me, I wanted to fo- have them focus on getting to forest Hill. And, uh, okay. so you the, wouldn't see them until mile 62, right? Mile 62. So right. you just relied off of your drop bags. Absolutely. Just the drop bags. And that, that seemed to work just fine. Right. Um, uh, and Aaron, I did take your, uh, advice on shoes and sort of a last minute addition. I did put a pair of shoes in at, uh, I think Robinson. red star was the first. Oh re- yeah. Red star was the yeah. first. And then, uh, yeah, so, it was lion Ridge and then red star. So red so, star was our first drop. Yeah. So the first 16 miles to, to I get to red star, I wore my mountain racer threes, which mm-hmm. worked really well in the snow. At the last minute, I threw a pair of older, my speed goats, Hoka speed goats in at Red Star. And um, I changed there and I, I'm glad I did because I, I like running in my Hoka's downhill. Um, Hoka's, the Hoka speed goats downhill. And there wasn't a whole lot of snow after Red Star. Right. Um, so it was sort of a last minute decision to throw those in my drop bag. And I'm really glad I did. Right yeah. on. Sweet. Um, and then, uh, you know, we, we kind of kept going and then it would take us through Duncan Canyon, um, bringing us up to um, Robinson Flat. So um, any problems through Duncan Canyon? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I can't remember if they said Duncan Canyon where is where you're going to start feeling the heat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm sure I was feeling it, um, but it wasn't too bad. Um, I just remember I was drinking a lot water uh yeah um and there, there's without a doubt i was I, I was just i was having to drink a lot of water i think i think it's just got to deal with the level of exertion versus I know, how much it's definitely a drier right. climate than we're used to yeah yeah um but, but really no issues um I, I felt comfortable running downhill 
Um, my body was feeling good. I felt like I was, excuse me. I felt like I was going slow, uh, but maybe I was just going slow and steady and where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't quite, I can't remember if it was Duncan Canyon or where, but I really was um, close to the 30 hour cutoff times. That's what um, I was going to ask. Yeah. Like when you got into beyond. Robinson, how do you yeah. remember how close you were to, to cut off times? I think if anything, I might've been right on the 30 hour or maybe 10 minutes behind. Okay. Yeah. 10 to 30 minutes. I, I was, I was 10 to 30 minutes one way or another. Um, but I was really close to 30 hour cutoff times at that point. Okay. Yeah. Um, well so ahead you, of the drop dead cutoff time, but close to okay. the 30 hour cutoff time. Okay. Um, yeah. And so after Robinson flat, we had a nice kind of dirt road downhill section. Uh, talk, talk us through there. Um, Cause now we're, we're kind of moving out of the high country um, kind of getting towards the canyons, which is kind of the next section, if you will, of, of the course. So kind of walk us through, um, you know, this next section, the canyons, um, all the way to where you'd see your crew at, at Forest Hill. Yeah. I think at, at, after Robertson flat, um, I did change shoes again at Robertson flat. I put on my best pair of Hoka speed goats that I, I <laughs> <laughs> my most cushion that I felt like these are the ones that are going to take me through. And I, and, um, cause I knew there's going to be a lot of downhill running. I, I think at that point, I just knew I had to say, um, consistent with my eating and drinking. And I had to continue to move out downhill. Um, I'm not a very fast runner technical downhill, but there were certain points where I could actually move out, um, going downhill. And I, I tried to take advantage of that. I think that I think a couple of people said that, like take advantage when you can run downhill, run downhill, um, let the gravity take you. And, and you know, there's a point to where you, you can't completely do the, the race, like holding back. You, you got to let gravity take you and you got to take advantage of that, that downhill somewhat. Um, so, uh, coming off of Robinson flat, I just tried to stay steady going downhill and try to have very few moments to where I was just walking fast. I always just try to keep out moving no matter what, unless there was anything going uphill. So yeah. Um, <laughs> Anything else to remember about the race? I just, I, I felt like the footing was pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was just, I, f- I felt like I was slowly, I don't know if I was making time on that 30 hour cutoff, but I was staying consistent with it. Okay. All right. Yeah. That, I mean, that's great yeah. through the canyons. Yeah. Just, um, you know, thankfully we didn't have the the heat that everybody usually yeah. does, but that, you know, those canyon sections were, those were tough. I mean, you know, it was a lot of downhill running, a lot of switchbacks. And then, you know, same thing going up, a lot of switchbacks, some steep, steep sections. <laughs> um, you know, I, I was, I was surprised by the, you know, the, the steepness of some of those grades, um, right. you know, coming out of those canyons. Um, but uh, you seem to have, have made it through, you know, not losing any time, which is fantastic. Um, so that, that kind of brought you up to, uh, to Forest Hill. Um, and this is where you would pick up your first pacer and see your crew, correct? Yeah. Yeah, it sure was. Oh, hey, Aaron, I, I got to bring up one other thing. Yeah. Devil's thumb. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, that was that was um, undoubtedly the hardest part of the race for me. Uh, yeah. 
yeah i i I, it, it was just disheartening just like when you're i actually i had to stop and catch my breath and i rarely ever have to do that in any type of race whatsoever but there was a couple of moments where i, I was i was out of breath <laughs> 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 so um wow i'll just i won't tell you the uh, devil's thumb is behind me but that was the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think everybody was the same way like i like when i came into everybody 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 was sitting there like what did we just do and why did we just do that i mean we were all wiped and the 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 girl that said to me i hadn't shared this with any of the podcasts i've done yet she says you got two minutes to get out of here and I was like, am I on cutoff? And like, I could tell in her eyes, she felt really bad. She's like, no, 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 no. We just can't let you sit here. <laughs> I was like, oh, phew. cause like, I mean, my heart rate just shot up. I was like, holy crap. Am I that close? <laughs> you know, I was like, she's scared that you know what out of me. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, you know, they were, cause I mean, I needed more time there. I really did. I was so shot from that Canyon. Uh, I just, yeah, like you, it just wore me out. Like I, I, phew. I mean, I wasn't, that was where my fluids went wrong and I just couldn't drink my fluids. And I was so thirsty because every time I, I drank off my fluids, whatever, whatever fluids they put in there in the previous aid station, it was just rancid and I just kept throwing up. Oh man, that was, yeah. I, like when I got to, I guess they call that aid station devil's kitchen, you know, I got to devil's thumb, man. I was just like, <laughs> holy Jesus. Like, I, like, you know, I, I can't go through another Canyon. <laughs> like, please don't make me go down into El Dorado. Like, this is just awful. Um, so yeah, that would, I hear you. That was kind of a, you know, a definite reset moment for me. I was just like, oh geez, you know, here comes another Canyon. So that was tough mentally and physically just to, you know, kind of prepare yourself for, for another Canyon. But um yeah you get through um el dorado you know if you have anything you want to add before we get to to forest hill do you have anything there no i you know i i actually can't even remember el dorado, so <laughs> to on el dorado i just uh, yeah i thought yeah i i just thought the portion going to forest hill just seemed like it was um it went smooth. But I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we, uh, we, uh, we get up, uh, to, to Forest Hill. Did your pacer come back to you or did you just meet them there at Forest Hill? Uh, yeah. So, um, I met them at Forest Hill right at the A station. Okay. If I remember right, it was a little bit of like, I sent her a picture of what I look like. So there was a little bit of making sure we, we match <laughs> nice. up with each other. Um, and yeah, she, she met me there, uh, and, and, uh, and then my crew, my family was there at Fort Seal. So, and, uh, we, yeah, we met up there. Uh, I got to spend like probably about a minute or so talking to my family <laughs> <laughs> and, and they know that, that I'm pretty yeah. quick at the aid stations. Right. Uh, right. yeah. I, was it, I was it dark you, at that point? Yeah, it was dark at that point. Um, but yeah. wow, Fort Seal is still amazing. I don't care if it's nighttime or whatever when you right. get to force hill you're you're pumped up now yeah. my uh i think when i get to force hill i was probably um a little bit dehydrated well obviously you know race like that um i probably wasn't in the best of condition but i was still moving so i needed um i needed to fuel up at force hill and just make sure i was good and everything and yeah. um i was telling you before uh, i get to force hill my my daughter hands me uh uh, a real sugar coca-cola and that does it for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so uh dr drink that up and then uh my pacer picked me up and she's just like we need to get you some time 
And there was like, I think it was like two or three miles of almost road running. Yes. If yeah. not. Yeah. So we, we, at that point, uh, I, I was making pretty good time. I made up some time before the next aid station. So great yeah. having a pacer, just worrying about that stuff for me and just. Yes. Yeah. I, me, I was checking on yeah. you at, at Michigan bluff and at, uh, at forest Hill, just making sure that you were still moving and ahead of the cutoffs. So, uh, my crew was giving me updates on you. Um, you weren't too far behind me. <laughs> um, that, that said, um, you know, like I think at, uh, I think you're only 50 minutes behind me at, uh, at forest Hill. Um, so you were moving, you know, you're doing well. Um, so, um, you know, your pacer got you going. Um, we go through the Cal streets, any, any memories through that section? Now, uh, I just remember not, nothing more than that. My pacer just keeps me on where I need to be at. Um, yeah. 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 Um, right. Lights, everyone had lights at that point. So you could actually see people in front of you and you can yep. know if you're, you don't always like to do this, but sometimes, you know, you're gauge how you're doing by whether you're getting closer to the light in front of you or, <laughs> or people or lights behind you catching up. <laughs> <to you. laughs> right. right. So I think we we're in the right place. Uh, cool. So, but slowly making up time, I think we we're, at one point, we we're about 30 to 40 minutes ahead of the 30-hour cutoff time. So I started feeling a little more comfortable at that point. Yeah. Um, there, there's a little bit of decision on, not a decision, just but how I was feeling. I was running all the downhills, but uh, my pacer had asked me, hey, do you want to run the straightaways or do you want to walk them fast? And I probably did a little bit of a mix, mixture. Um, at, at some point, uh, I felt like I was walking as fast as I could run, but then – I was always reminded, even if you could shuffle a little bit, um, that'll, you'll make up some time. So I, I just kept on where I could run. I, I would try to run. Right. On. Yeah. Which brought you into Rucky Chucky, uh, the river crossing. And that's where you said you picked up your second pacer. Yeah. I uh, picked up my second pacer. Uh, and the river crossing was, was cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a new experience for sure. Yeah. Very cool experience. Uh, and uh yeah very well done uh just i can't say enough of, like how organized they were at that point just getting us across the river i felt like it took no time at all right and if it did take any time it was it was good rest time that i needed uh across after we crossed the river i, I did a quick change you know shirts just because i was a little bit cold at that point and then we started going uphill and uh i took that hill really well uh it was surprising my pacer was like, Hey, you're, you're doing this really well. And that I started feeling really good at that point. I'm cool. going whenever I went uphill, I felt great. Yeah. 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 Cause that's a, uh, that was a good climb to green gate. Um, yeah. So you got into green gate and then, uh, then you kind of go, it felt like we just kind of went across to Auburn lakes. Um, any sleepiness setting in or were you doing pretty well? No, um, I, I'm, I rarely get bothered by the, any type of sleep deprivation um I, I could go one night without sleep and it doesn't really bother me at all <laughs> I, I, I wish that was the case for me <laughs> you know in this in this uh, race in other races you know sometimes i don't have that problem but for some reason yeah. at western states i was you know yeah. i was struggling with, with you know falling asleep so um uh, good on if i you. do go two nights i do start seeing things that's that's usually mine too when i start getting you know into that second night that's when yeah i mean goodness 
Um, cool. So um, you're you're making your way towards um, Hal Corner and Scott Jurek's aid station. Um, talk about when you got into there. Yeah, so we, we got in there. Um, I didn't really realize it was going to be their aid station. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's Scott Jurek. Oh, wow, cool. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool. I had no idea. Yeah, it, it, uh, uh, it, Scott Jurek's just amazing. I mean, yeah, yeah, not, not, yeah, not only for what he's done, but just the way he just – is and, and yeah yeah <laughs> so water bottles that, yeah. Yep. yeah just very humble and wa- yep there yeah. to help that's cool filling that's up water cool. bottles and giving some really good advice uh, <laughs> so, um it, it was making us all feel good yeah, yeah it, and it was yeah. daytime by the time you got there correct right yeah, yeah. sure was yeah nice so um then you're moving towards pointed rocks um yeah. which i have to say i was surprised at the beauty of of that area um, yeah. We, yeah. we kind of got to point of rocks. I was like, wow, this place is beautiful. I mean, uh, you know, the meadows and the, the groves of trees and stuff. It, that was just a, what a surrounding, um, had your, did your crew meet you there? Where did you, did uh, you see? So you went, you saw them at uh forest hill. Then when was the next point, which you saw them? Uh, uh, the next time I saw them was, I saw my kids right when I started turning into the lap, uh, the oh, final okay. lap. And okay, they joined so me for the, the final track. lap. So, okay. So no crew at that point, which I was good with that. Um, um, for, for me, uh, if they're there, I could only say hello to them for a few seconds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so at Pointed Rocks, um, you know, where were you so far as like the 30 hour? Uh, I think I was, a, I was a little bit ahead, but I, I got a little bit like, mix i get a little bit mixed up on their on the sign saying hey you need to be at this station this time yeah and for some reason i thought it meant i had to be at the next station at that time oh <laughs> so i was ahead and i started like on my pace was like we need to book it <laughs> <laughs> and then i realized it was like oh okay we're well ahead. i think <laughs> i think it was probably about 30 minutes ahead of time yeah, yeah so we're we were staying consistently about 20 to 30 minutes ahead of good, time. Good, good. Yeah. Did you try to pick it up at all in that, that section up to Roby point? No, a matter of fact, I think at that point I told my pacers like, Hey, this is the point where I think I need to stay strong and steady where I'm at. I, I, I've got it in me. If I have to, I could sprint to the end. However, I don't want to be going. I don't want to hit a rock and twist my ankle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just want to stay steady at this point. Uh, nice. and not do anything good job um, yeah that i don't need to do um, yeah 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 it, it, and it was just sort of a reminder to myself more than anything it's just like hey d- don't get too excited and and jeopardize it just because um yeah. you yeah. know you wanted a better time or something like that so right right yeah when you got yeah. up to roby point and you're looking at your watch did you know you had that finish uh, let's see at Roby Point. Yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you know yeah. before that, or was that pretty much the point where you solidified? Yeah, I'm going to finish under 30. Uh, I would say I suspected it before, but right when I got to Roby Point, I knew I was kind of finished. Uh, <laughs> yeah, awesome. and then just just the relief just came over me, just like <laughs> yeah. wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's there there was a point, rock walking up from there. Uh, I, I just wanted to um soak everything in just mm-hmm. the the, I mean, the the neighbors are 
I mean, I don't, who yeah. knows how long they were out cheering people on, right, but right. just getting cheered on. Just, it was just such great to see. And I, 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 I walked a good portion of that where I probably could have been running, but you know, I've got, get some more races coming. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, so yeah. yeah. So you, you know, you come out of the neighborhood and then you, you know, you can see the turn into the track. Um, yeah. and that's where you met your kids. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, my kids were right there and, um, both my son Marcus and my daughter, Olivia ran the, the lap with me. Um, yeah, that, that was pretty awesome experience. Yeah. yeah you could hear, <laughs> yeah. you could hear your name coming over the PA Thomas Brown from Asheville, North Carolina. Um, uh, <laughs> yes, I was, I was laying in the infield at that point and, uh, you know, uh, I was, I was relieved. <laughs> I was just like, Oh, thank God he made it. You know, um, it, it was, it was cool. I, I didn't get to see you cause the, I mean, it is just a mob of people all over yeah. the place infield bleachers. Like that was incredible. Such an electric atmosphere. Um, you know, honestly, um, when I was looking around, I, I kept looking at my kids, um, and my wife and my, you know, my crew, <laughs> Uh, more so than the crowd, I, I get a little <laughs> touched up, you know, just thinking about it, but, uh, man, um, when you're coming around the track, did you, did you like observe your surroundings or were you caught up in the moment with your kids? A little bit of both. Yeah. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, it, <laughs> I, I, it was nice having, you know, my kids with you. I felt just really comfort feeling, but then I was able to soak all the, soak in all the the crowd and be in there uh, yeah yeah well you're you're finishing in the golden hour that's like you know the, like the shining heroes um you know that's 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 really cool i mean it, you know you know it's funny I, I never even heard of that until <laughs> my face would tell me about the golden the golden hour, hour there. yeah 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 and, and and then just uh i think a day or two later uh someone wrote an article in trail runner it just came out talking about the golden hours mm -hmm. It's pretty cool if you haven't read that it was like oh this sort of explains I'll, I'll, it all I'll, yeah um i'll, I'll put it that down i think it was in trail runner okay um, but there was, yeah i i didn't really know too much about the golden hour i didn't really know too much about i didn't think much about the no hands bridge and that was just an incredible experience running across that i just i didn't really know about i didn't read up or know about all the mm -hmm. different things about the race, but yeah. it, it didn't take away from just to enjoy the experience of all of it. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We got that book too, uh, at check-in and it kind of talks about right. all of these, you know, big parts of the course. Um, so, um, again, you finished in the golden hour, uh, 29 hours. Was it 28 minutes? Uh, I think it's more like 29 hours, 40 minutes, and 40 minutes? some seconds. I can't remember what it is on that. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> incredible. Well, congratulations on the finish, man. That's, oh, thank you. That was, you that was spectacular. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, favorite part of the course? What was your favorite? Uh, well, without a doubt, like meeting my kids at the track. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, that was that, I mean, yeah. And I just, I love that feeling of like when you know you're going to finish. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, you know, and then some really memorable parts of it. It's, it's funny. Like when I think back about that first climb, that seems like ages ago, like by the time you finish the race. Yeah. It, it, it like seems like days ago. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, man, I, I, I'll probably start crying if I need to talk about the, uh, I, it was, 
it was Michigan Bluff because you know I came out of that climb and I saw the kids holding up signs, and uh, I just needed that. <laughs> you know, uh, it was that was probably my lowest point was Michigan Bluff, and uh, you know, seeing my kids, my wife, and um, my coach and my friends. You know, I I just. I needed that contact right there, you know, like, um, Michigan bluff may not have been the most beautiful part of the course, but it, you know, in my heart, it, it was, it's what I needed, you know, at that, at that point. Um, so I have to say like, that was my favorite moment. Um, you know, my favorite part of the course, um, uh, I have to say probably was, um, that pointed rocks area. I, I just, I just have this picture in my head of looking around at the meadows and, and seeing, you know, everything. And, I was so glad I was there in the daylight so I could see that, um, that that's, you know, I, I, not that I don't love the high country and the mountains, but for some reason that, that pointed rocks area really spoke to me. Um, very nice. Yeah. So, um, so we got the finish, which is, you know, awesome. We get to continue on to Vermont, but, um, you were throwing a monkey wrench. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, talk about, talk about what happened after, after Western. <laughs> well, uh, Long story short, uh, I got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> and as you yeah, said, so, COVID affects everybody differently. Um, how yeah. how has it affected you? Okay, so uh, for for me, it was sort of a strange part of it. Um, I I it, I, I uh, from beginning, I just felt like I've had a cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I, I didn't lose any taste you know, or smell. Uh, I've always heard, you know, again, remember my mind is in 2020 with regards to COVID. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> just everything. I'm just thinking 2020. So it's just like, Oh, I, I don't know why I just thought I had a cold. And um, it was one of those where it's like, Hey, maybe I need to, uh, maybe I better make sure I don't have COVID. And I took a COVID test like, Oh, I have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> how, how soon after Western did you recognize that and test yourself? Uh, I did not test myself until I had a test available and it was like one of those, it was more of an afterthought. It's like, well, maybe I should test for COVID, you know, just as common courtesy for, you know, coworkers, you know, I'm getting ready to start work again. And it was one of those where, well, I'll, I'll I'll just test just to make sure. I I don't think I have, you know, this is, I guess you just, uh, just, Almost, I don't know why I didn't think I had COVID. <laughs> just like, you know, it's like, yeah, I might as well test. I get a test. And I was like, oh, I have COVID. And then um, my family tested, uh, I think, first time they tested, may think maybe my wife was negative. And, and then a whole family's got COVID. <laughs> got oh. tested and got COVID. So we're all, we're all you, How were your pacers? Did your pacers, were they okay? Yeah. Uh, I didn't get word back from one of them. One of them, I, I let my pacers know immediately, uh, you know, I shot them a note. Uh, I think one of them got, one of them wrote back to me, said she tested and she's negative. I, I didn't hear back from the other one, but she's in, I mean, I, I'm certain, you know, she's a, um, a physical therapist and knows, you know, sort of the procedure, yeah. what she needs sure. to do. I just, yeah. I felt, you know, an obligation to inform them immediately. Yeah. Cause yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and who who knows how I got it? I could have got it here in Asheville. Uh, I could have got it in the plane. I could have got it. it, it you just you don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah you didn't feel it during the, the race, though. I did. I you know it's funny. 
I don't think I did, um, but there's just so many different variables. Yeah. Of, sure. You know, could have been altitude. I did feel yeah. something, but I think it was probably more <laughs> altitude than <laughs> 100 miles. But yeah, and, you know, we were talking before uh, the fact that I had two plane rides, being in the airport, um, being amongst everywhere. I mean, there's no way I could pinpoint when, how, or, or, or anything on that. Um, but, um, yeah, it just, I, I, uh, um, I, it's, um, I, it's, it's where the timing, um, too. Um, I mean, yeah, um, I guess, you know, after a hundred miler, I'm going to be at my weakest, my immune system is going to be yeah. at the weakest. For sure. Um, for sure. Yeah. But, so like, know, like I said, you've, yeah. you, you, it was, a, it just felt like you had a cold, but you're kind of getting even better uh, by the day. Uh, unfortunately still testing positive. So we're, we're recording this virtually, but right. Um, but uh, at least you're feeling better. Um, should be clear of your system for Vermont, which, you know, uh, as we record this, we've got eight days um, right. to Vermont. Um, so um, that said, you know, like we said today uh, was the second day you were running. Um, and uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's looking good that you're going to be fine for, for Vermont. Um, right. Which is great. Um, you sent me a great podcast uh, and I'm going to try to put that podcast as well as the um, uh, the YouTube video that um, accompanies it because um, it's actually it's not the actual podcast itself. He recorded a video during Vermont. Um, so I'll try to link those in the show notes. Um, and, you know, that 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 kind of made you plan a little bit differently uh, for Vermont. You want to talk about that? Um, yeah, so um, one of the things about Vermont, uh, a lot of road, uh, a lot of just a lot of road, a lot of Jeep trails, yeah. uh, a little bit less, a um, little bit, well, just less trail. Um, there's still uh, there's still a lot of elevation. Um, yes, I so seventeen thousand you know, feet of gain. Um, right, so definitely. You know, not not a. Uh, a flat course by any stretch of the imagination i'm actually surprised based on what you just said you know how much you know jeep and service road there there is um it's yeah. still a lot of gain that's pretty you know pretty significant uh i'm careful on i mean i've heard comments hey it's easier in western states you know different things i just i got to put that on my head it's still a very significant difficult race and mm -hmm. um there's some things I, I i do intend to do i know there's a lot of aid stations. So I was talking yeah. before is like at these aid stations, I cannot spend um, more than, you know, I'm looking at one to three minutes. If I use all the aid stations, just enough time to fill up my water, uh, get what I need and move on. Um, I think there, I don't know. There's over 24 aid stations, if not more. Yes, um, at least. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and this um, one has a, a 30 cut out 30 hour cutoff as well. Right. Wow. Um, so. Uh, so, um, on tra training in what I'm doing between now and then, um, doing a lot of walking, I, I know f for me, I, I, if I stay consistent on the high going at a, a, a fast walking pace, um, that adds up for me. Um, and you know, it could save me a little bit of time, you know, in the long run, but, um, yeah. and then, um, I know we're looking at good weather for Vermont, um, but if it does get in the eighties, that is still warm. Um, so, you know, the hydration part is still 
very significant for for Vermont. Yeah. yeah. Um, Did you yeah. decide to go crewless and pacerless? Yeah, uh, I'm still figuring that one out. I, I don't have a crew, uh, so that's I'm, I'm going up there by myself on this one. Okay. I, I, I don't have a pacer yet. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to get one. I, I sort of want to do this one solo. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Like very Western states of you. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's interesting because this race, um, you know, there's so many things that like you can't have headphones, like you can't have, yeah. you can't have music playing, you know, I understood that this is, there's a lot of private property and they're trying to be mindful and respectful of, yeah. of all the private property and, and owners of these private properties. Cause they're allowing us to run through yeah. understood. Um, but we also can't pick up a pacer until mile 70. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. That's super yeah. late in the race. Um, you know, and like, yeah, you could have 30 miles. That's, you know, that's nice to have that last piece, especially if you're, you know, running solo for 70 miles. But, um, you know, the other part of it is that like, uh, the crew access, you know, it's, um, I mean, you, there's, there's decent crew access, certainly more than we had at, at Western States. Um, but you know, it, it's really set up more for running this one independently. Um, yeah. so as a, as a solo runner, um, because of all of these, you know, rules and regulations and, uh, you know, when the pacer can come in, um, you know, the, the, even the pacer switch out, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of, um, yeah, if you can just have somebody run 30 miles, which, you know, my attention is, um, Patrick, my coach is going to just run that last 30 miles with me. Um, you know, of course my family's coming up. So, um, my wife, my daughter, they'll be crewing. Um, and then, um, we have, um, Nathan who crewed and paced me at Western States. He, um, he is a question mark at the moment. So, um, you know, our plan is just, you know, my wife will meet me at the, the aid stations. Um, I'm going a little bit more minimally than I did at Western States. Um, Western States, I carried a liter and a half to two liters, um, in, in my bladder, I'm going to switch over to bottles, um, and kind of go bottles this race, um, just so I can have a little less weight on me. Um, and you know, if, if it looks like there's a longer stretch, I'll just throw a third bottle into my pack. But, um, you know, I, like I said, I'm going to go a little bit more minimal on this one, um, just to sacrifice some weight and hopefully be able to, to run a little bit more, um, uh, without that, that added weight. So I don't get as much fatigue. Um, but you know, like you said, there's so many aid stations that, you know, you really don't have to carry too much, you know, you can get away with carrying a bit less, um, and just, you know, using the, uh, the aid stations and, you know, perhaps I'll bring some powder with me to refill my electrolytes, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit, um, easier on the runner for this one, um, than, than Western States was. So, you know, that's, and that's what the guy talked about in his podcast episode was, you know, that, you know, he did it uncrewed. Uh, he did it solo uh, and pacerless and, you know, he, he seemed to fare pretty well. So uh, I remember uh, he talked about uh, one of his aid bags weren't there. So that's always a risk. Um, that just makes me think that like, Hey, maybe I will have a small light put in early because that lighting you can't mess up on. Um, I always like, I have a really, really small light that could get me by. Um, sometimes I like at Western States, I pick that up out of an aid bag early i just hate to get somewhere without lighting <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i know that's okay. a small little thing but that's just a confidence thing i'm always thinking yeah. about yep. yeah but and well, like it, it was strange too because like i mean here we are um you know july 7th 
race, like I said, being, you know, just, just over a week away and they just released the, uh, um, the participant guide yesterday, <laughs> right? Um, you know, I mean, it was just like, wow, that's kind of last minute here. And then, you know, you go through the participant guide and there's nothing about what the aid stations will have. I mean, there's just like, you yeah. know, it's very minimal information. I actually, I had to, you know, email, uh, the race and be like, Hey, like what's going to be at the aid stations? What can we expect? Um, and so for, for you and for any other runner that's listening, um, it, she said the aid stations will have water, Coke, Mountain Dew, ginger ale, peanut butter and jelly with regular bread, deli meat and cheese with regular bread, fig Newtons, um, <laughs> Oreos, potato chips, candy, gummy bears and M&Ms, uh, potatoes, bananas, watermelon, oranges, pickles. And at night, there'll be coffee, hot cocoa, chicken broth and veggie broth. Um, and most aid stations will have specialty foods such as popsicles, pierogies or bacon. Um, and then she says the electrolyte drink, which I have never heard of this one is base hydro. Um, yeah, that scares me. They're like trying to new drink. <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, you know, like it's all this, like, yeah, and I asked her, I specifically said, will there be gluten-free options? Cause that's what I struggled with at Western States. Oh, right. And the answer is really no. <laughs> um, you know, everything except for maybe the, you know, uh, potatoes and potato chips. Um, it, it, that's all, you know, that they have for, for a gluten-free diet. Um, and then, yeah, base hydro, I have no idea. And and this would have been helpful to know months ago so that, you know, we could have at least tried it prior to uh, to race day. But, you know, they, they didn't even put it in the race guide. So, uh, you know, it, it's just, uh, you know, I know she's been doing this a long time, but it just seems like there's just not a lot of information. They don't publish the race course because of how much private property is on there. So there's just so little information that we can gain by, you know, we have to kind of dive into other people's Strava just to kind of see the course and get an idea. Um, they put an ele ele elevation profile in. I don't know if you, you got a chance to look at the elevation profile, but I have. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's there's some significant climbs. Um, I mean, we're we're looking, you know, uh, of getting up to like a 2000 foot um, is, is kind of the peak. So, uh, you know, it's, there's some climbs similar to what we have here in Western North Carolina, um, uh, which again was, was a surprise based off of, you know, the, the, the fact that we're going to be running on a lot of service roads and such, but, um, but yeah, I don't know if, if you have been kind of just surprised by how little information is out there. <laughs> Cause uh, obviously I like to do a little bit more research, but, um, what have you found? Um, yeah, straight out that's the keynote i saw it's like hey nothing's going to get published um so mm -hmm. it's almost a point where like okay she took that equation out i'm not going to worry about that um but i am like that just keeps on hitting me like seventeen thousand feet where where is where are the climbs yeah yeah totally yeah yeah it's it's uh, it is and i think it's a, it's a course that can surprise you um you know it's like i <laughs> I compare it almost to something like uh, old dominion in that regard, you know, like yeah. you know, you've got a lot of runnable road, but you're also going to have some, some climbing. Um, but um, what, what have you decided? Cause you know, like when you talk to people, they're like, you could totally use a road shoe on this course. So what have you decided so far as footwear? Yeah. So what I usually do is, um, and similar to what I did for old dominion, I, I wear the a six Nimbus, uh, the, the newer version just came out. It's, it's very, a very well cushioned shoe. Um, so I plan to use that at least for the first 30 to 40 miles. And then I'll switch to the Hoka speed goat. And I do that because the Hoka speed goat is just a little more secure for me where I'll do fine with the Nimbus on a road and I'll do fine with it on a trail. 
until I get tired. And then, mm. you know, my shuffle will get a little sloppier or, or just not as I'm not lifting my feet up or whatever I'm doing. And um, I just feel like I want a more secure sh- shoe, which yeah. I'll wear the Hocus Fico, which I can wear on the road. Just the, the treads wear out so quick. I try not to wear it on the road. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go the combination of the Asics Nimbus and the Hocus Fico and, and keep it at that. Um, I'll probably um, not have it so well defined on what aid stations. I'll, 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 there, there'll be a decision point during the race where I don't want to switch shoes or not. Uh, if I could keep the same pair of shoes on throughout the whole race, I will. Um, I just, I, I like to have that option. Like, oh, these shoes are not, I'm not quite feeling with the shoes. I want to switch shoes or I want more secure yeah. of it. Yeah. Well, um, you know, the, the, the other point too is that they discourage poles. And that you, yeah, you need to, you know, contact the the race director for pretty much for approval <laughs> if if there's some reason that you need the polls. Um, you know, it just seems like there's a lot of deterrence in this race, and you know, there's a lot of things that aren't built into this race that you know normal races are just like, yeah, that's that's fine. You know, I almost wonder sometimes why there's so many stipulations, like why can't we do this and why can't we do that. Um, you know, like, I mean, I know there's horses in this race, which throws right. in another X variable. Right. And, you know, perhaps that's the reason, but it's not very evident. They don't make it clear as to, you know, I understand like, you know, the, the headphones because of horses and stuff, you want to be right. of your surroundings and stuff. Um, and perhaps it's the same with poles is, you know, if you're clicking along with poles, you've got them going back. If there's a horse behind you, you know, it, it's a safety you know risk for, for, you know, well, not only other runners, but for, you know, the equestrian and equestrian riders. So uh, perhaps I understand it in that regard, but it's just like, you know, there's just so many things that like, you can't do this, you can't do this, you know? And uh, like, I, like, I almost wonder why can't we have pacers earlier, you know, like, um, right. So it's just, there's some, you know, some things that like, you know, race decisions that are, I'm not used to, and that's, you know, that's fine. Like, it's just, you know, like transitioning from Western States to this, I've kind of had a, you know, take a different mindset and be like, okay, well, this is the way it is. And, you know, like I have to adapt, make sure that I'm prepared, um, you know, and just kind of go with the flow. Um, one thing that I recognized, and I don't know if this happened to you, but anytime I stopped in an aid station for, you know, a, a little bit longer to kind of regroup, I started getting cold. So, um, in preparation for not only Vermont, but especially for Leadville and Wasatch, because the temperatures can drop significantly lower at those latter two, um, I bought a rumple. Um, it's, I think R U M P L rumple, um, blanket. Um, and I can put those in the show notes, but, um, it's, a kind of a, um, a puffy blanket. So if, if okay. you picture the Patagonia puffies. Um, it's kind of like that, or like, you know, almost like a sleeping bag, but you can just wrap it around yourself and it has a clasp so that you can wear it as a cape. So if you stop for a little bit longer in an aid station, you can just throw that over you to stay warm instead of like, cause I, idea, I start yeah. to, yeah, I start to shiver, especially if I'm changing shoes, you know, even that little bit of time that it takes to change shoes, I start shivering. So, um, you know, in prep for that, I bought that piece, um, and I will say one clutch thing that I got for, and you're not going through this one, but, um, you know, if you decide to do such in, in Wasatch, this one thing that I bought for Western States for my crew and, you know, for my own purposes too, was this little pop-up tent. I got it for 80 bucks at Dick's and it's super collapsible. It collapses down to almost the size of a camping chair. Um, and then what happens is as you kind of pop it up, 
you press the middle of the walls and it just snaps out. You don't have to do pulls or anything like that. And then it just collapses down. You just kind of pull and it pops down. Um, super easy to transport. Um, you know, I just checked it in at the airport and, you know, it, it came across. So I'll, I'll try to put that in the show notes as well, but it, it kept my, my crew out of the sun. And then if I got to the aid station and it was super sunnier or I needed to get changed and have a little mm -hmm. bit of privacy, I could just hop in there, um, which, you know, worked extremely well. That's um, awesome. So I'll, I'll put both of those in the, the show notes, but those were two things that, uh, you know, I kind of, you know, I've been adding to my repertoire as I, as I learn, you know, and I'm like, well, this would be good, not only for me, but for the crew. Um, so, you know, two things. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, going into to Vermont, like I said, you know, 17,000 feet of gain, it's nothing to, uh, you know, to turn your nose at that's, uh, you know, that's significant. Um, but, um, I think it's totally within your wheelhouse as you've proven at, at old dominion, you're recovering well. Um, you know, I think we're, we're both on the, the kind of same page there, you know, um, I'm surprised, uh, obviously, you know, I didn't have a great day at Western and I think that was just, um, it was probably a good thing. I didn't go too hard. So I, it was mm -hmm. a lot easier for me to recover, you know? Um, but, um, you know, as we, as we go through Vermont, we're not going to look through Vermont because this is number three for you. Number two for me, um, you're going to have a good time between Vermont and Wasatch. You've got about eight weeks in between the two. Mm -hmm which I think the biggest thing that we'll have to switch over in your training is going to be the climbing. Um, you know, Wasatch obviously is, is a much more mountainous and demanding in that regard. Um, so, you know, that's, that's what we're going to work with, you know, uh, after Vermont, but you know, like I said, not trying to look through it. Um, any concerns for you for Vermont, anything that you're, you're looking at and being like, well, you know, this, this might be a little bit hairy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, 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 I commented, I commented before, uh, you know, even though my crew only met me at force Hill in the finish yeah. at, uh, at Western States, the one thing, um, that they did do was getting to Western States and getting back. I didn't have to worry about a single thing. Um, nice. eating dinner, uh, where to turn left at the airport. <laughs> I mean, you know, to, I mean, if my wife was with us in Atlanta, we might have went the wrong way and not even got on the plane. So all those little things, I didn't have to worry about a single thing. Yeah. Uh, and I crew just they either like go this way, do this, and they they like they basically took care of me to getting to start and you know, finish. Um, cool. I'm driving up to Vermont. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so a little bit different. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna stop in a, a few more stop with some. Yeah. Yeah. So a little bit different driving up there. Um. So. Uh, I'm not so concerned about the race itself. I'm always concerned about getting to the start logistics. line. Yeah. Yeah. Logistics and all that. Um, Are you a camping? Little bit, I see. And that's a little bit of confusion part, not confusion, but um, uh, I'm not sure if I, uh, right now I've, I've got like a, um, I got a place nearby. Um, I think it's like six or seven miles. Um, there's country roads up there and there's direction. So I, I'm going to, well, fully use that day prior to the race to make sure I know how to get to the race start. Mm -hmm. I'm debating on, I'm going to bring a tent just in case I want to go ahead and set up a tent uh, and go ahead and camp there the night before. Um, I'm just a little concerned about getting from lodging location to the start. Um, Cause I know they have that little, they drew a little map and they said, don't use, I think they said, don't use Google maps or right. don't use, any yeah, software yeah. again they're so, very specific about what to do and what not to do <laughs> so uh yeah so you know 
the the point on not to camp or, or you know if you do camp you're right there you don't have to worry about yeah, getting right. to the race right uh, so I, i'm still thinking about just go ahead and pitch in a tent and yeah and yeah. even if i stay off away from the site if i get up at midnight and i still want to go there and sleep for a couple hours in town yeah, i'm still yeah. still debating that on what to do sure. on that so that's the only thing i'm really concerned about with vermont um i i feel like you know like the um i feel right now i feel better than i did a week prior to western states so i'm not concerned cool. about getting there and not feeling good yeah. uh, my good. body I, i'm feeling great um good. so i'm not concerned about that yeah well, it's, um, it's such an early start. I mean, yeah. 4 a.m., you know, super early start. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, it was something we wrestled with as well, but we managed to find um, a um, Holiday Inn resort. Um, okay. Like, I think it's nine miles from the race start. Right. Um, so we're just, we're, we grabbed that, you know, it's it's not far. Um, you know, we, I got a bed. I don't sleep well when I camp. Um, so I'm going to, you know, I, I'll, have more peace of mind knowing that I've got a bed to sleep in, even if I have to get up a little bit earlier. Um, you know, I, I just know me. <laughs> and, uh, like I said, it's, I thought about camping as well, just because like you said, logistics is just, yeah. you know, there's no logistics. It's so simple. You wake up and you get out of the tent and you go to the start. But, you know, like I said, I think for my peace of mind, I'll be better off if I have a, a place to, to, you know, lay down in a bed. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I'm going the, uh, the frou-frou route. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, right now I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm set for lodging at a farm stay. So <laughs> in the middle right of the on. country. So uh, I'm pretty psyched about that. Just being cool. away from any distractions and just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think it's just a, within 10 miles of the race start. So cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very good. Cool, man. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it, you're, you're doing incredible. I'm yeah. very happy for you. Uh, it's, you know, congratulations once again on, uh, on Western States. Um, super happy that, you know, you got that, that great finish. Um, it's just, it's incredible to watch this journey and share it with you, man. So, um, thanks. Yeah, for definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, best of luck at Vermont. I'm sure I'll see you up there. Uh, we've got the race meeting, um, on Friday, so I'm sure we'll catch up when we get up there. Yeah. So. Um, and very cool there's gonna be a few other folks from Asheville there so yeah yeah Yeah. we've got two from two more from our team so there'll be four of us you know from the folks that I coach um and then Pete Ripmaster will be up there um I think Carrie Barris is racing on the equestrian side of things um that's gonna be great yeah Yeah. and then I've had a few other folks message me that I've met throughout the years um so super cool it should be fun to to get to see and and you know um i've had i got a few of my athletes that i've coached previously from the northeast and they're going to volunteer so yeah it should be a pretty cool um atmosphere up there so i'm i'm excited my my daughter said to me yesterday in the car she's like you know you're pretty relaxed for having a hundred miler coming up in a week <laughs> and I said, well yeah like you know i'm i'm not I'm not frazzled, you know, like I, this one doesn't have the, you know, the hype that Western States did, you know, like there's this, like, I'm not downplaying it. Like that's you know not what I'm trying to do. I'm just saying that like, I feel, I feel ready, you know, um, it's like, I've got my plan. Like I know what I'm going to do and you know, I, I just, I'm good. Like, just put me on the line. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to go too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like, what, what, what more can you do? Right. It's like, the fitness is there and it's just, we're just waiting for race day. So, uh, so yeah, I'm pretty relaxed about this one. Um, you know, you always get those little, 
race day, you know, like anxieties and those pangs where you're just like, whoa, the, you know, it's coming. I got to do another hundred. But like at the same time, it's, you know, I'm, I'm excited by it. You know, it's a new place. I've never raced Vermont. So uh, I'm excited to see some new, you know, some new places and meet new people. Uh, so I think I'm more excited by it than I am nervous of it. So I'm in right. a good place. That's, that's a very, that's a good place to be. <laughs> <laughs> Well, cool, Thomas. Thank you again for for joining me and, and catching us back up. Um, I hope you continue to feel better. You know, get get through that COVID test negative. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm actually going to test right after this, and right. uh, I'm trying to give it like a couple days every time I test. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, well, fire me a text. Let me know how you're doing. Okay. Yeah, and thanks for having me on here again. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll we'll, yeah, we'll catch up Vermont. after Vermont. Yep, we will. All right, buddy. <laughs> thank you, sir. Uh, thank you, Sierra. Congratulations once again to Thomas um, for his amazing golden hour finish at Western States. So cool. Um, so, so happy for Thomas um, and so excited for, for him and I as we both line up um, at Vermont. Um, I've got a total of three athletes that are lining up at Vermont. So excited to see them all up there. Um, we start making our travels early next week. So I'm, I'm really excited to head to Vermont and be back in New England. Um, so, um, <laughs> that's our, our next adventure, if you will. So super cool. Um, I am, I'm starting to get more and more folks reaching out to me, um, about, um, uh, becoming coaches themselves, um, uh, which is totally cool. I, I really love helping people, um, kind of find, you know, their, um, their passion about coaching and, and helping them answering their questions. Uh, I've mentored a few coaches, um, and you know, uh, it's been evolving. It's not something that I per se had a, you know, a syllabus or format, if you will, which, uh, I'm now kind of developing. Um, so, um, you know, trying to train coaches and, and help them in their path to becoming, uh, the best coaches they can be. Um, so, uh, that's, that's going to be a new part of my business is helping mentoring coaches. So if that's something you're interested in, want to talk about, um, it's something that's, as I said, evolving. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited, um, that people are reaching out, uh, about that. And that's, that's super cool. Um, I myself, uh, signed up for a conference in Colorado, uh, at the end of September, uh, UESCA, USCA is uh is hosting a conference led by jason coop so um i'm gonna head out to colorado for that coaches conference it is um based on and um uh, all of the uh, panel discussions are around ultra running so um, really cool um kind of the, the first uh of its kind really so um excited to go and be a part of it uh you know try to take it away as much as i can uh, learn and listen uh, and bring back some new things for for my athletes. So if you're interested in coaching, uh, don't hesitate to reach out, understanding that uh, as this podcast release, uh, I am in Vermont. <laughs> so I'm recording this the week before we leave. Um, so just keep in mind that I will be in Vermont. Um, so um, that, uh, let's see, today is, I'm recording this on the 7th, Friday the 7th. So uh, the 11th, I start traveling up there and the race is um, on uh, Saturday. So that would be uh, 15th uh, of July. I'll be racing up there. So um, it might take me a little bit to respond to any messages or anything like that. But uh, again, if you're interested in something like that, please let me know. Um, so yeah, reach out. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm 
happy to, to talk about coaching and, um, and getting you on your way to training for your event. So um, appreciate those that have. I, I super appreciate all of my athletes and all of their support and everything that, uh, that I get to work with them and share their journeys. Uh, I'm really you know, blessed to have this job and, and fortunate um, to be able to, to do what I do. So, uh, I don't take that for granted. Um, so yeah, with all this going on, um, man, I, I hope your training is going well. Um, don't hesitate to reach out. You know, if you've got questions, comments, anything, you know, let me know. I'm happy to answer questions about your training. Um, go deeper dive on a podcast and answer your questions. So, um, and reach out through whatever platform works best for you. Uh, you can check out the new website again, running is life.run. Uh, go on there. It has different ways to reach out to me. The podcasts are all on there. You can search through and, and find the different episodes. Um, so yeah, check out the new website. If you would let me know, uh, let me know what you think about the, the new logo and everything else. I, you know, it's, it's been great. It's been well received. So I, I super appreciate everybody's feedback. Uh, makes me feel good about the, uh, the, you know, the change. So, um, but We'll, uh, we'll keep recording, obviously. Keep going here on the podcast. Um, the next episode will be my recap of the Vermont 100. Um, you know, it's, we're just going to keep moving forward and try to get that one done so we can keep going on. Um, after Vermont would be Leadville, but I have a five-week kind of break between Vermont and Leadville. So just got to get to the finish line of Leadville um, and uh, you know, hope for the best there. Hopefully I have a better day than I did at Western States. <laughs> I don't want to jinx anything. Let's knock on a little bit of wood here for the best. So, um, I appreciate you guys. Appreciate your listening. Uh, always appreciate your support. Uh, appreciate, uh, those that are on Patreon and supporting me, uh, financially through Patreon. Thank you guys so much for all of your support. Um, if you're interested in becoming a Patreon support, you can jump onto my website. Once again, there's also links in the show notes, um, on how to support there for, you know, as little as a dollar a month, you can, you know, contribute to the podcast and keep this rolling. So thank you so much for all of that and all of your support. Um, so until next time, keep moving forward and keep running my friends.